Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Welcome to our episode today. We're talking with Julia Value about radiating a brighter, more positive future. And I'm so excited because Julie and I have known each other for years. Several years. Several years, Uh right? Uh, Julie was one of the teachers at my daughter's school and a fabulous teacher at that. I remember when you left, all the children were crying. Yeah, and I was too. And you were too. It was a hard decision. (laughs) Yes, definitely. It was a tough decision. I'll bet. It was... But it was the right thing for you. In my life, where I had to transition, so yeah. And you moved on to some really much freer things, and now Mm -hmm. you're trying to bring a Sudbury school to Kansas Mm -hmm. City. Yes, I think that is so exciting to try to start a new school. Um, So, what is the Sudbury model like? So, Sudbury model. It's a model that was um, created back in 1968 in the United States, at least because. They kind of got inspired by a model in, well, it wasn't really a model, but a school in, in England uh, in the early 20th century. So, but the Sudbury model itself, a school, yeah. um, was started because a group of, of parents, mostly, and teachers just wanted uh, something different for their children, and they wanted them to, you know, be able to make their own choices and not be... Um, not be led by, by teachers, because it's a school that ha- doesn't have any teachers. Um, the Sudbury School does not have teachers. No, it does have adults, of course. Right. <laughs> but it's a school that's run um, both by adults and children, and the uh, adults actually act as staff members. But they all make decisions wow. together. It's mm-hmm. run democratically by the whole um, community. So. That is fascinating. Yes. What ages are these kids? Uh, it depends. Usually it's 5 to 18. Some schools do 4 to 19 even, you know. Yeah. So they're kind of flexible <laughs> uh, age-wise. So for our school in Kansas City, we haven't really decided yet, but I guess, you know, we would do 5 to 18. I can't we'll imagine a 5-year-old being able to participate in big decisions. I mean, how <laughs> how does that work? Yes. It's, it's really interesting. So actually I observed, uh, I went to visit... Um, the one in Chicago. Mm-hmm. There's one in Chicago in the area. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I think their youngest, he wasn't fully enrolled yet, but he has an older sibling who was attending, and so he was just doing what we call the orientation week. So sure. just trying it out and see. And I think he was only six, so he was the youngest. <laughs> and, you know, it's not a, a requirement to attend a 
school meeting because there are two two main parts in a Sudbury school, and so one is a school meeting. So everybody who's at the school, you know, mm-hmm. the staff members and the students, they all um, they're all members of the staff uh, school meeting, uh, which is not mandatory, but you know, they can anybody can bring um, can bring up any any subject, any topic that they have in mind, you know, that's something that they want to change or whatever. And for young children, it's just, it's interesting because they'd come up with, uh, you know, could we buy more, uh, <laughs> you know, colored pencils or whatever, you know. So they, I mean, they come up with things that are important for children their age, you know. For, oh, absolutely. Um, and so, of course, sometimes they, you know, they don't really understand exactly what's going on, uh, but they still have a vote. And that's what really makes Sudbury School uh, different than other schools because they can all vote. And, you know, if they, they don't know, well, then the rule can be changed later. It, that, that's the whole uh, mm-hmm. process of Sudbury School is to be able to, mm-hmm. to make all the rules together and change them if something doesn't work. And, yeah, and that's how they learn, you know, that they learn from a very young age that they can be part of a demo- democratic um, Right, it sounds very dem- democratic. Oh yeah, that, yes, yes. So, so like a family so almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. Uh, it's it's a community. Right, mostly. it's a community. Yeah. Community of people who just want to you know live together, uh, uh, you know, peacefully. So that's also uh, another you know big in, important thing that a Sudbury school tried to tries to do is to make sure that every child is you know, safe and uh, mm-hmm. and can just go go about their their day peacefully. And so mm-hmm. that's why another um, very important um, component of the Sudbury School, in addition to the school meeting, is uh, the Judicial Committee. And it's the really Judicial like, Committee? Right, it's like a government, you know. <laughs> <don't bring> <laughs> no, I'm thinking of the Judiciary Committee and the... Yeah. Right, right. I mean, it's, and that's why it's so great. Like, I, I'm looking at the... You know, I'm following lots of Sudbury schools on uh, Instagram or Facebook, and they're all talking about, you know, the, the, the past elections and how it's something that happens every day in a Sudbury school because they all learn to vote and, and that their voices count at any age. You know, it can be four, it can be six years old or... And so, I love it. The, the, yeah, the judicial committee. What they do, they call themselves JC. I mean, you can just call it whatever, but that's short for short for a judicial, judicial committee. committee. Yes. And so they have um, they have elected, you know, clerks mm-hmm. in, in different committees. So the judicial committee, it's one of the uh, main ones. And so the students collect select their own representatives and their uh-huh. own heads of these committees. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can. Wow. Yeah. You can. Uh, just like when you, you know, want to be in the Senate, you know, a member, you uh, represent yourself and then you get elected and it just kind of works. And so if, if a student has a complaint, mm-hmm. you know, someone is just, you know, being bothering them, there's very, very little, if not, uh, no bullying in, in such schools I can in imagine. Yeah. Because they understand that they, there is no authority figure. No one has mm-hmm. more power than anybody else. You know, they're all on the same level. <laughs> and so most often, you know, if somebody is brought up at the judicial committee, mm-hmm. um, they there will be in general maybe one or two adults, you know, staff members. And uh, and you, you get sentenced <laughs> by a, a peer, you know, by another uh, student. So they all come up together to find a decision mm-hmm. um i mean and not every problem is treated this way but in general if it's something that's been ongoing you know that's really right. been bothering someone you know like a, or something that was not able to be solved 
in a spot, you know, after it happens. Absolutely. Then, yeah, then they have to, uh, to right. ask the judicial committee to uh, help them to step a in. solution. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Now, um, I noticed that, you know, it's kind of an alternative yeah. way to do education. Yeah. Um, Montessori, I think, is becoming more mainstream. Waldorf is starting to be known more. These are just, and, and there's Emilio Reggiano mm-hmm. um, forms of, of education. So these are kind of off the, the main path, definitely not public education or even most private schools. Um, so what makes, what do you think makes Sudbury different from like Montessori or Waldorf yeah. or even <clears throat> Reggiano? Um, well, Reggiano, I'm not too familiar with. It's probably the one that I'm less mm-hmm. familiar with. But it's definitely not the same as Montessori. Um, right. I mean, we still understand, you know, we still um, agree with the fact that students need more freedom, mm-hmm. you know, in making choices. Um, the the difference with the, uh, Montessori school is that there is still a teacher, Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's someone in charge, you know, uh, they follow a, a curriculum. Oh, yes, very rigid yeah. within there. Very, you, only, yeah. you do work in a certain type of way, and you can right. only do them in a certain progression. Exactly. So, yeah, so they follow that, that pattern, you know, that somebody decided that, you know, was based on the child development, that at a certain age you uh, are ready to learn this. And and so there are things that they can skip, you know, for example. Right. At a Sudbury school, I mean, it just doesn't matter. We just trust that children are just like, you know, just any plant, you know, a tree. <laughs> and, and they grow and they, they, they're fully responsible. And that's what's called a self-directed education, you know. They, yeah. We trust that they know exactly what's best for them, and and it it follows nature follows its course, you know. Yeah. <laughs> We're try, not trying to force any agenda on them, um, and it's it's just beautiful when you see what happens. You know, the children who there's no it's hard even for themselves with children when you hear uh, from their experience, you know, mm-hmm. how they learn to read maybe or to count or whatever, and they learn through through play. And that's what Sudbury emphasizes, you know, they, they just play. That, that That's children's work, basically. Right. And so they they would have another, you know, student read to them maybe or, mm-hmm. I mean, there, there is no need to put in place, you know, um, testing or <laughs> having them, you know, know exactly how many words they can read per minute, you know, none of that really makes sense. If right. You, if you look it at, doesn't. It's no. just benchmarks and exactly. you know, adults don't learn by that. <laughs> no, no. There's something always that sticks with me when I uh, started getting more into the Sudbury model. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that, you know, it, it would be really, really weird if we started, um, you know, teaching two-year-old or, you know, one-year-old how to walk because because right. eventually it would probably, I mean, imagine if they were in schools and, and we, we'd have teachers tell them, okay, this is how you do You put one foot in front of the other. <laughs> I mean, no, it eventually we'd probably start believing that they need teachers to, to learn how to walk. Can you, can you believe that? Can that's you just, imagine? It's weird. Right. Um, yeah, that's not how it works. I mean, they, they learn how to talk on their own. They learn how to mm-hmm. stand up on their own, how to walk on their own. It's just, it's amazing. And that's nature. If you observe nature, we do the same. You know, we plant a seed, we just let it grow, and that's... How it happens. That's pretty much it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So, but as long as you provide that environment, of course. Yes, of course. Then, you know, that that's when the learning happens. But there is really no explanation of, of how it happens. Mm-hmm. And so, and you're asking also about the um, Waldorf model, um, how it differs. differs. It's, it's also very 
similar to Sudbury. Sure. Because we uh, we do understand that so children are definitely they need a lot more freedom that freedom that they're given in uh, traditional schools. Right. Um, the thing with Waldorf is that they. Um, Teachers, so they have teachers. Mm-hmm. There's also a, a pre, um, you know, pre-written curriculum. Um, but teachers are more like guide. You know, they listen to right. children, but more to guide them, mm-hmm. and not um, yeah, the guide on the side instead kind of, of the sage on the stage. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's almost like they have um, something in mind for children. Right. You know, they want to guide them in a certain direction. Mm-hmm. And at Sudbury, uh, again, we. You know, we don't have any agenda for them. We just trust that they will make their own decisions, they will make their own mistakes, and, uh, you know, if, what they think is best for them is eventually what's what's best for them. So so we don't have any uh, <laughs> any part to play. We're, we're here to support them and to uh, provide the best, yeah, best environment. Well, know. and I truly believe we don't learn from our successes. We learn from our mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think that's a really good model. Now right. we were we were talking about this just a bit ago about unschooling mm-hmm. and that that is um, kind of the the model of the Sudbury. Can you say yeah. something about what unschooling is? Yeah. So unschooling, and also I pretty much found out about this um, probably while you were doing I, research. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When I started researching more about the Sudbury model, and I had never heard of unschooling. You know, everybody's familiar with homeschooling, right? But it's it's. It's kind of different because homeschooling, even though there are lots of families who would tell you, well, we actually, it sounds like we do homeschooling more because homeschoolers tend to have also a predetermined curriculum, you know, they have they to, do. yeah, and they have to, um, you know, justify, you know, yeah, we, you know, how, how much did you plan, you know, when did you assess, right. da, da, da. so you have to, um, still follows common follow, core sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Unschoolers, it sounds like there are more uh, families, obviously, do, do this, there are more and more. They they don't have any, again, curriculum. You know, they... No agenda. They let their child, yeah, they let the child spend their day the way they want to. Mm-hmm. Like a Sudbury school. Um, yeah, so you don't, you know, you don't sit down and, uh, and open a textbook and then go through, okay, right. today we're going to do, you know, trace, letter A, whatever. Mm-hmm. We're not going to, you know, we're going to do math. or. And so unschooling is, it's just about life as a curriculum. And, and that's how also we uh, we understand it with the Sudbury model. Uh, the, the difference is that Sudbury model provides that social environment that obviously is not present, you know, as much in, right. within the family context, because I, I actually was uh, contacted and um, I received messages because um, I created a Facebook group uh, starting a Sudbury school in Kansas City, Missouri. And so there was a, a dad who homeschools his three children. He messaged wow. me yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he wanted to know more about the, you know, Sudbury, and, because he would love to have something for his children also to be able to be with other children, because he felt like Absolutely. They, they needed to be surrounded by other students. So that's that's why most parents want something something else, you know, for their children. They, well, yeah. Yeah, they love that they can, you know, decide on their own how they want to spend their day, but they also want them to be able to... To have peers, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Just, yeah. And then a child just left on, left to their own devices, you know, spending their day how they want to might be video games or mm-hmm. it might be cartoons or something mm-hmm. like that. But in this model, at least they've they've got 
something of a structure. They've got materials around them, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, the structure is provided by, yeah, whatever, you know, interests them. So if they need need books, there are children who just immerse themselves a whole day in in reading. Oh, that was me. Love it. (laughs) Me too. I mean, if I was Mm -hmm. given a whole day to do whatever I wanted, I probably would have read. read, Yeah, I've read books all the time. Um, or maybe drawing or building, you know, things, being outside, mm-hmm. or, yeah, or play video games. And, I mean, play video games, you know, there is so much stigma with lots of things, you know, that happens. But it can be a very social activity as well. It know, can be. Yeah. That, By hand, um, coordination. Right. Yeah. And, and being with other, you know, players or just mm-hmm. children who just look. When I was young, I... Yeah, I never really played video games. My sister was always the one playing, and I was the one watching. And yeah. it was just, it was interesting for me to just see, you know, how she was, you know, using her, you know, what, what she was learning pretty much, you know. Sure. You know, oh, it didn't work this time, so, you know, we'll have to write the, the, the code, you know, the, when they were fighting against, you know, enemies. <laughs> right. So you learn by observing, and you learn by, by talking to others, even if it seems like it's an activity that, so solitary. It doesn't require much, yeah. Yeah. That is not necessarily solitary. No, no, it doesn't have to be. So Now I just have to ask, where did you find out about the Sudbury model? I had never <laughs> heard of this until I saw your Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, well, it hasn't even been a year <laughs> since I ran into <laughs> oh that model. Oh my gosh, you I know. Were... I think wow. it was last year. Well, almost a year now because I started the Facebook group last December, but yeah. I think it was sometime in late November two thousand seventeen that I, I was just watching some, you know, YouTube videos one evening. And for some reason, you know, they're always on the right side. They always yeah, the suggestions. Some, right, yeah. suggesting videos. If you like this, and you like this. Yeah, yeah. And so I love watching TED Talks, and I think that was, that was probably another TED Talk that I was watching. Mm-hmm. And there was one that said, um, it was a French video because it was from that French, one of the French co-founders of the first French Sudbury School in Paris, Oh my gosh! And the title was um, something like, "Why, why did I create a school that where world children can do whatever they want?" Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, "What? No, <laughs> that sounds interesting." That sounds very interesting. And so, yeah, so I, I listened, and he was talking about you know democracy and um, the the yeah the found found foundments found you know. Foundations, the foundations, yeah, uh, of of democracy, um, and it all made sense to me. And I've had that dream in in my in mind. So I quit my job, my, my job as a full time second grade teacher three years ago, almost four now. And I always try to find you know a way to have a school that where children could really focus their time on whatever they wanted. You know, if they wanted to play basketball, then they would have someone who could help them, or you know, just be able to spend their whole day on doing right. that, or doing arts and whatever. But then I thought, but, I mean, how can you go, you know... There's, how does that work? You have to have evaluations, you know, if you're a school, you have to have curriculum. And then I realized, wow, wow. there's a school yeah. in the U.S. that's been doing it for 50 years, almost 50 years at the time. Wow. So they celebrated their 50th anniversary this, this year. But I thought, wow, isn't that amazing? That I had no idea that it was possible. And so <laughs> after seeing that, I, I got so interested, so I created the Facebook group, you know, I, I was watching more and more of, uh, videos from the uh, co-founder, Dan Greenberg, of the mm-hmm. Sudbury School in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I bought lots of books from that, that school that, um, you know, they, they were really uh, prolific in, in writing, explaining how the model works and uh, publishing experiences from um, alumni. 
So there's, I mean, a gold mine to help other people who want to create a Sudbury school all over the world. So you've got some direction that you can yes, follow. You I can, do. I you do. have some people mentoring and can directing. Yeah, no, I you're have, not having to do it all by yourself. No, yeah, because it's definitely not a, a project that I want to. Oh, starting a school is um, is just huge. Yeah, especially in uh, you know an alternative school that that is so um, on the other end of the spectrum. Absolutely, it's hard enough to start a charter school. Yes, exactly. Then there's something like yeah. this, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so yeah, so I joined a, a Google group. Mm-hmm. Of um, Sudbury, other Sudbury schools, you know, I, even though how many are there sort of, sort of, in the in the world? Do you think? So there are. It seems like in the U.S. there are over fifty. That's a lot. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, not in every state. There is not in Missouri right now, but St. Louis. Yet. Saint, yes, St. Louis in Colombia. I have met the two girls who yeah. also trying to trying start to start them school. there. Yeah, there wow. was one in Wichita that opened uh, last year. Also, that's mm-hmm. the only one I think in Kansas. Um, there are states that have none and others that have maybe three or four. <laughs> Definitely more than Amazing. states. Yeah, France has, oh gosh, I have no idea, but France is just, they're sprouting everywhere. Um, I mean, you know, being from France, I, I, I understand because it's, it's very aligned with the philosophy, the values, you know, of democracy, democracy. freedom. We want people to be able... Liberté, égalité. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and so that, that really made sense for them. But even in Japan, there are, I think, five or six Sudbury schools. You know, they came to observe... Oh, my gosh. I think they came to observe Sudbury Valley School, which is the, the original one in Massachusetts, because mm-hmm. they wanted to know, how, how do you guys do it? And since then, they, they've opened six schools in Japan. Even, you know, when you know the Japanese... School system. Very structured. Very structured. And so, yeah, it, um, it, made, seem, it made more sense to them, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and all over Europe, you know, they're just growing everywhere. So, Oh, that's amazing. You know, I yeah. can imagine growing up in a Sudbury school, how that would shape you as a person mm-hmm. and how that would shape an entire community yeah. and entire, it could shape mm-hmm. the entire world. Yeah. I can't even imagine having that much freedom and taking responsibility. I really feel like Mm -hmm. we step up to meet the amount of responsibility that we're allowed. Mm -hmm. You know, that you give a person a lot of responsibility and they're going to step up to it. Yeah, they, you know, you pretty much, I don't like saying you're great, but they end up being individuals that Mm -hmm. know who they are and they were not told by other people, Mm -hmm. you know, what they could do and, and who they could be and, you know, I mean, what they should be interested in. So they totally grew up, um, you know, being passionate people. And some, you know, especially when when children transfer from traditional schools, you know, they, right. it, it takes some time to adjust. Absolutely. And so students who probably have spent, you know, maybe the the last years you mm-hmm. know, of, of schooling, you know, maybe in high school, maybe. Uh, usually, certain schools require two years, you know, of att- attendance. And so... Yeah, but the students who really got to spend all of their school school years, they're so uh, autonomous and mm-hmm. so much more, you know, self confident. They, uh, yeah, they don't rely on any anyone else to tell them what what you can do, who you can be. And that's the beauty of it. No know, limits. They, no, <laughs> um, and that's why I love about Sudbury. It's is that you know we recognize each child as as a, a human being, you know, whole human being. They're not little. People, people, you know, there no. are people who, who have their own, you know, their own goals, their own dreams, their, their own life, you know, they're Absolutely. not people that we just want to pour knowledge in and... 
Right. And so pour yeah. facts in right. and have them regurgitate it for a test. Mm-hmm. That's what always that's what has always driven me crazy about the public school system. Mm-hmm. Of course oh, my daughter Hmm? Private schools do the, do That's the true. Private. They do, too. Public. Yeah. Right. But yeah, my daughter, of course, being in it, well, it's a charter school, but still public, and right. having to have these assessments and these tests all the mm-hmm. time. Uh, I found when I was teaching college that I could have a lesson plan and say, we need to cover this this week, but if the students were not ready, if they didn't want to learn that, mm. I was fine with ditching my lessons. Yep. It's like, all right, well, we'll address, we'll learn what you guys want to learn. Yeah. And they did so much better mm-hmm. because it's self-directed. And I mm-hmm. really feel like that window is open and that's what the window you need to go through. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. yeah, you're exactly right. That's, uh, that, that's it. I feel like a lot of, you know, people, still a lot of, you know, teachers who work in those traditional schools don't understand that not, none of us goes, um, none of us learns at the same rhythm. You know, you can't yeah. expect all children to to be readers at, at the end of, of seven, you know, or to all read the same sight words. Or, I mean, that's just not how it works. You know, we don't mm-hmm. all start walking at the same time or talking at the same time or whatever, yes. all those things. And then suddenly, I mean, some, you know, someone... Somehow, in the history of <laughs> you know of humanity, decided that by that age, you know, you need to start compulsory schooling, and, and you're gonna have to go through all those mm-hmm. stages. Um, the thing is also that I want to go back to when I was explaining the Sudbury School. What also makes it so much easier for students is that not only they have freedom to decide what they want to spend their day doing, right? But there's there is no classes, you know. There's there no teachers. There is no classes, so they get to be completely mixed up with students from four to eighteen, and and then um, that. So if they want to do English right now, and then math later, or just counting, and then mm-hmm. coloring, mm-hmm. and then playing, uh, they they really get to choose and self direct. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't have to wait for an adult to be here. They can uh, have right. a, a peer help them, and that that peer can be ten years older than them. You know, and Absolutely. so it has also a great effect on the students because when the younger one, you know, see um, oldest, uh, the oldest as uh, role models. Absolutely. And then the older one actually, and that's a concern that sometimes parents may have, like, oh, but you know, what what happens if you know the older ones are talking about things and those topics that the young you don't want to expose <laughs> the youngest. Too. Yeah, and, and that's definitely legitimate. But, but in the sense, the older students learn that they have to be more aware that they're younger children, so their behavior changes because of that. You know, they know that oh, I, I better not. You know, Absolutely. it's not just a bunch of middle school students or uh, high school mm-hmm. students; they're little ones, so they learn to care more for other, you know. People I love that. I love it too. I love it. They they become That's very caring, very thoughtful people. Uh, younger mm-hmm. ones become way more mature because mm-hmm. of that. Expos- you know, they uh, really have a friend um, who uh, she homeschools her two daughters, um, and she. Um, I mean, wh- whenever I, I meet her with her and her two daughters, the the, the girls are so. I don't remember how old they are. Maybe one is eight, maybe nine. The other one is seven. Mm-hmm. And they sound so mature. And I'm not saying it's great because we, you know, no. I, I love I love children. Children. I, I want to see children being children. You know, but yes. they're very articulate. And and what you find when you observe children who go to Sunbury schools is that they're also very articulate. Um, yeah, very. Um, 
self-assured. Self-assured, and, yeah. And communicate well. Yes, and a lot of self-confidence, yes. Yeah. Uh, I can exactly. imagine. And definitely able to communicate well because uh, they were given responsibilities, you know, they have... Um, they choose if they want to be you know, in charge of maybe uh, attendance. You know, there's an attendance clerk or uh, mm-hmm. somebody who will be in charge of, uh, you know, cleaning, whatever, you know. <laughs> mm, they all have their jobs to do. Exactly. So, yeah. So, yeah, very similar. other people to do their job. Yeah. Exactly. Very similar to Montessori. They all have, mm-hmm. you know, their own jobs. And even in some traditional classrooms, you yeah. know, somebody holds the door, somebody does, does the lights, right. somebody does this. But usually right. it's the teacher. See, I remember when, when I was teaching, the teacher mm-hmm. would choose those It's jobs. true, that's true. So that's not so, that's not the case in Sudbury? The children choose? No, they, they, they're elected, you know, they have oh, to wow. yeah, they have to be voted. I mean, everything is decided, again, through the school meeting and so, you know, they have to come to a consensus and <laughs> they have to make it work together. That's the beauty, that they, they understand that it's their responsibility to. It's their school, and they have to find ways to make it make it work. Absolutely, and if they don't choose, then they don't have that job, and they need that job. So they exactly. need to take charge. Yeah. And, and and if that becomes a problem, well, then they, they'll bring it up, and uh, they'll have to uh, come up with solutions all together <laughs> through the school meeting. That is amazing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I've I've definitely you understand how I became passionate. <laughs> <laughs> I just I can't go back. I was after I quit my job three years ago. Um, I was uh, substitute teaching, you know, here and there. Yeah. And I, I can't even do that anymore because it's, um, it's very yeah. interesting how I actually had students come to me, even though I didn't say anything to them about my, my school project. And they came to me saying, uh, I hate school. I hate everything about school. And they were just crying, you know, bailing. And, and another child, I, I remember, I think it was at the same school who was sh- pointing at me the, the high fences, you know, that mm-hmm. they were surrounding, surrounded with um, in the on the playground mm-hmm. and he said this is prison <laughs> that's wow. pretty astute yes so you know and I, I asked him well, wow what, really like you, you think so why and he said yeah because you just we can't ex- escape and they were surrounded by all those beautiful woods you know they obviously had so much trees but all the, those trees were outside, outside of the fences so they, the only thing that they could climb was the, the playground equipment mm-hmm. and even it, it, that's that's why I had to leave the traditional um, or even uh, yeah any traditional you know school system. But they they're so monitored by adults on the playground mm-hmm. that they can't even go up the slide. You know they, they there are rules even while they play outside, and so that. Uh, yeah. Oh, a kid will figure out soon enough that you pretty much want to go down the slide mm-hmm. because if somebody else is coming down, you know, that's, that's kind of dangerous. They'll figure that out. Yeah, well, but, you know, it's it's also, it's, it's fun to to be able it to go to up or down. And, and, you know, as long as they, they, I mean, really when you go to any playground, there's a really fun one in my neighborhood. Um, you know, the kids just, they, they watch each other, you know, they mm-hmm. look for each other, they make sure that they're all safe. They do. And, yeah. and especially when adults... Let them. You know, yeah, sit back and, and don't try to always be hovering and, and making sure everybody's safe. I mean, it's, I know it's not just in American society, but even in France, you know, every, yeah. lots of parents now have become so scared about what, what could happen. And so that's why we try to protect children from any danger, and it's just become way too much. It's exhausting. And that's it. Yeah, even you know, playgrounds can cannot have wood chips. I know some still do, but you know, they want that rubber thingy now oh, that they right. can back from. So all of that 
it's just not preparing children to to uh, make their own choices. Really, yeah, and, and life. I mean, things are going to happen. You know, yeah, you're going to mm-hmm. get hurt. You're going to there are going to be accidents. You can just you, you cannot make sure that everything is going to turn out fine. You know, the whole time, and you know, it's it's going to be great. Um, from 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 the beginning, you know, you're always gonna get good grades, or whatever. That's not how it works. <laughs> so they have to learn how to fail, you know, and fall. And uh, like you were saying, that's you know how they. That's how they learn. Eventually, successful. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's kind of like the love and logic method. If you've mm-hmm. heard of that, yeah, yeah, yeah that's how. That, that's right. um, yeah, I've been using that with my daughter for a long time. That teach kids to make their own decisions when it's low stakes. Mm-hmm. So that when it gets higher stakes, they already know how to make good decisions, mm-hmm. right, and help guide them to that. Even that's a little bit structured. But um, so you're taking on this monumental project yeah. to start a school. I mean, because I've been on a couple of boards of schools that we're starting, and um, it's, it's, it seems like such a huge task. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing to pull this project together? So, What's going on? Yeah, well, so like I said, I've got some support, you know, virtually from uh, people who've already been who've through all the stages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so all the Sudbury schools, we have, we're like a network. You know, there's a Google group mm-hmm. that was created that I joined as a startup, which is definitely, definitely helpful. I, I asked, oh, just yeah. asked them a question this week, actually, uh, about, you know, wh- which states to choose. You know, how can, because we're in the border of, on the border of Missouri and Kansas, so. Right. How you know what which what regulations should we take you know take right. into consideration more? <clears throat> so they're able to help me this way answer, and I do have a almost like a team, you mm-hmm. know, a group of of people who mm-hmm. showed some interest in, in helping through mm-hmm. the Facebook group uh, or friends that you know have met me have outside. skills. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, people that we've met through um, you know the, the presentations that we've organized. Uh, oh, to good. educate so you, people. You know, good, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've, we've done a few. We haven't done, um, uh, we haven't done those in quite a few months now. But, you know, yeah, through the Facebook group, at least, um, I've had people come and say, hey, how, how can I help? You know, what can, what can I do? And, and that's really the first step, you know, the first uh, phase that you, mm-hmm. you want to be very, um, you want to make sure that that's, that is solid. You've got a foundation. You, know, that you have a group, yeah. Because you really, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, starting a Sudbury school, and like you said, I think any any type of school really, I think, requires you know a lot it's of huge education, commitment, and and Absolutely. I want to say passion. You have to be passionate about that, and I I'm definitely passionate. That well, and you have to be tenacious building. because there's going to be setbacks mm-hmm. finding a space, right. finding teachers, yeah, you know, Some getting license <laughs> with what now. Fundings. Founding, yeah, fundings. Oh, absolutely. So. You've got to have money. Yeah. And so you're putting all of these together now. Now, mm-hmm. when starting a Sudbury school, do you adhere to the same type of model that the kids do in terms of everything is democratic? Say that again. You know how the, stu- the students adhere to this model of everything is democratic. They vote on everything. Okay. So the adults that are starting a school, do uh-huh. they do the same? Oh, I see. Yeah, um. I actually, <laughs> I try my best to do, um, to use the same 
process when we, yeah. you know, when we have to make decisions. And so, yeah, we know we we vote, voted on even like when to meet. You know, I don't want to impose anything on the, on the Absolutely. team. Absolutely, because you know, and I, had, I I was telling them last time we had a like a virtual meeting because mm-hmm. I'm the only one who doesn't have my own children, so I, I understand you know all the parents. It's hard for them to find a, a time, but you know we again we have to be committed. We have to be dedicated, and you know, right, keep it going. It happen in some way. But yeah. so I was telling them, you know what, I love, I thought, you know, I've, I've always been a leader and I love to, to lead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm super passionate about that, but I don't want to impose, I don't want to tell them what to do, you know, I want right. people to be able to, because it's just like in a separate school. If I was to tell children what to do, and that's what happens in, in other schools, mm-hmm. then they don't want to do it because it doesn't come from them. And mm-hmm. so I want those, those people who say, hey, how can I help to really you know, come up with their own uh, ideas, you know, right. and, um, um, yeah, and just take on, take on any action step that they feel is, uh, is right. And then we can all decide together. So I was telling them that we might have to vote actually regarding, you know, Kansas or Missouri, because it's just, there are many differences between the two states. So yeah, for those of you who are not listening in Kansas City, we've got a really unique um, system here. Kansas City is actually split between two states. There's Missouri side and the Kansas side, and a state line runs right through the middle of Kansas City, and the two states are, have different governance and different laws. So, yeah, that's a little bit unique. Mm-hmm. I know there are other cities that have that as well, but, yeah, that's a big question because yeah. education is very different in each of the states. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you start a private school, it's, um, excuse me, it doesn't look like there are many differences, actually, so... I, at least uh, on the Kansas side, if you become accredited, you can be a, a, an accredited private school. Then you'll mm-hmm. have to follow certain rules. Like you'll have to have exactly. you'll teach uh, the core um, core curriculum, for example. And mm-hmm. that obviously we would never yeah. be accredited on the yeah. Kansas side if we were to to start it on the Kansas side, because that's just not the point of uh, having a separate school. Yeah. So so now you know we you know. We, might depend on location. That's also the other thing. You know, exactly. we love to have a big outdoor space for children to roam around. You know, I don't. I mean, I think it would really pains me to to see children spend their time inside because they don't have any exactly. space to climb trees or you know just be in nature. And so I think it's so important when you you see children in traditional schools now. Mm-hmm. I've been to, gosh, when I was still teaching full time. We had to go and observe during professional sure. development days, and I think there was a school that only allowed for twenty minutes of recess per day, and they were in first grade that class that I observed. Oh no! Yes, and I looked at their um, at the um, you know the the daily schedule, and I thought, is that it? Like really? Not for little kids. Ooh. Oh my gosh! And you wonder even why they have behavior kids. problems. Exactly, and you wonder why. <laughs> and even middle, <laughs> they middle school move. students, they don't have oh, any have recess time. Any nothing. They only have thirty minutes to eat lunch. That's the only time where they have to talk about whatever they want to talk or and relax and, and relax. So. That's so sad what's happening. Well, in the 80s, there was this push to not even have windows mm. and not even have classrooms. I don't know if you'd heard about that, but mm. in Liberty, Missouri, there was there was uh, several schools in that district. They had these huge open rooms that they kind of partitioned off for the classes and no windows. Mm-hmm. So it was noisy, it was disruptive, right. and you had no, nothing to... couldn't even look outside. Yeah. So, I mean, this sounds... 
This sounds pretty wonderful and amazing. Yeah, well, that's my vision. That's my that's my dream. You know, and mm-hmm. <laughs> I try to keep that vision really clear. Because yes, I I know, like you said, yeah, it's it, you know, it's gonna be tough. I'm not expecting it to be easy, but I mean, I think to me, and you know, before I've done coaching and all that, so mm-hmm. I, as long as you stay focused on that vision, you know, things start coming your way, and so that's why I uh, I stay very um, po- you know optimistic, positive yes. that there, there's gonna be support. Uh, as long as you know we keep communicating our, our vision to others, right. we keep informing people about it. Because mm-hmm. a, a lot of people are still not familiar with the Sudbury model or mm-hmm. even other alternative models. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, well, this is a, that's a very good point that you bring up, and I do want to mention for everybody is that you're a certified dream builder coach. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, you are the Mary Morrissey dream building coaching yes, yes. Uh, method. It's, it's helped me a lot. I feel like it, it was. Oh, um, yeah, I feel like it's. You know, I had clients, and I love working with those clients. I mm-hmm. definitely miss working with children. I feel like it's just always been part of my life, so that's why now I'm more yes. involved in, in the school, school project. But, yeah, when you um, – I think you definitely – and that's also great. That's a great thing about a super school or type of school that help um, help students this way is that when you – you understand something more when you when you teach it, you know. You do. So I, I understand the things that I was teaching my clients more and more, you know, now that I applied them in my life and what I was teaching them, you know, and so, um, yes. I mean, you, you have to do the work for yourself too, and that's what, that's what happens also in a secondary yeah. school. That, and I love that. I find that kids do learn more when they can teach it. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah, they they own it. It's it's not something that was you know, dictated to them. Vertically, yeah, it's like a vertical type of uh, teaching or you know, learning. It goes Mm-mm. one way. Um, you know, the teacher is the, the one that has all the knowledge. And exactly. so in, in such schools, they, everybody's a teacher, so oh, everybody's able to, to learn from anybody, you know, it doesn't matter, you can be you can be five-year-old, you can teach someone. To well, even going back to the one-room school rooms of, uh, one-room schoolhouses of this country, mm-hmm. you know, they had the older kids teaching the under, younger kids back in the right. 17, 1800s. Yeah. I mean, it's a very effective mm-hmm. method. Montessori is based on that because you have several grade mm-hmm. levels yeah. in uh, one room, in yeah. one class. Yeah. No, this sounds wonderful. Um, so w- put out uh, put out a plea. If you had uh, to ask anything, what would, mm-hmm. you, what would you like to see happen? Mm. For the school project? Yeah, for the school to open. What, would you, what is your dream? Um, well, definitely I... And, and again, I want to go back to the, you know, that first stage of having a, a very committed, very passionate team. Um, and I know for uh, I, I'm in touch with Nashville Sudbury School. You know, for yes, one of the co-founders, Sonia, she's really, really passionate. She loves what she what she did, and and she told me it was really within the you know the last eight months before mm-hmm. opening that people started really helping and wow and so <laughs> i would love to have a team of, of people who are that passionate you know but willing to uh put you know put their foot down and and take you know do whatever it takes to uh, roll up their sleeves to, uh, yeah exactly because I, I know mm-hmm. i could maybe could do it by myself but i i don't want to you know it's, no. a, it's a team project so yeah having a, a team of people who are definitely committed um uh, understand that it, it takes effort, it takes energy, mm-hmm. um, but you know, well, most good things allow do. Allow it to happen. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. If if you keep that vision alive, um, yeah, we uh, definitely were going to need you know some help with fundraiser, you know, fundraising, finding the <laughs> finding the, the right, finding the money. 
Yeah, perhaps angel sure. investors or something like that. Yes. Uh, yeah, we. Um, you know, we don't know yet exactly what we're gonna look at. But you don't know the numbers yet. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we, we don't know exactly what the budget would be. Um, so you're looking for people to help out with getting the word out, uh, yeah. finding locations. Right, exactly, yeah, if you know of any vacant Accounting, building. okay, vacant, vacant yeah, finding places. Any, yeah, vacant places that, that would, you know, match what we would love, uh, we know, mm -hmm. outdoor spaces. Um, yeah, someone who could help with, you know, accounting maybe. Um, I'm talking to the school in, uh, down in Springfield. It's called U School. It's not a Sudbury school, but they were inspired by many other... Alternative right. schools, and so the one of the co-founders told me that he he did the whole process of filling for the five hundred one c three status right. by himself. You know, so yeah, that's I mean that's you know I mean there is no there is no um, there's no limit process. perhaps. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, there, there's a book that's called Starting a Celebrity School that was written um, by the uh, that, that's actually. It takes, um, I think it's 15 Sudbury schools that, that have started uh, within the United States, and so all of their experiences are uh, in um, in this book explained. But there is no, I'm looking for a word, like... There's no cookie cutter. Yeah, exactly. It, I mean... If it's not a you, check because the Because all states are different, so yeah. in Tennessee they had to do it a certain way because some laws wouldn't allow them, you know, to to create right. um I, I mean it, it's going to be different in, in different um different states. So mm -hmm. um what was I saying? So perhaps you need somebody <laughs> who can help navigate that type of thing, what requirements are in the yeah, different states. Right. And yeah, and it seems like it's not that if you really read the, the uh what it takes, you know, to file for the nonprofit application, mm -hmm. uh, it it's not that complicated you know and i'm it's not i'm it's really not um scared you know of, of doing anything like that you know mm -hmm. and, you know as long as maybe somebody <laughs> is willing to sit down with me and, and we can get through it but that, mm -hmm. one of the co-founders in springfield he did it himself and you know they've been open it can be done years. yeah so you know we've also looked at uh Law school and UMKC because they have pre, wonderful yeah pre law students who have to have some uh, clinical experience mm -hmm. to help uh, nonprofit organizations. That's mm -hmm. a wonderful idea. So yeah, so we have there are different ways of, of doing it and well, the resources are out there and you're Definitely. resourceful. <laughs> You've only been at it a year and really yeah, I can see this being very very huge and I, I love how passionate you are about it. I know you're going to yeah. succeed at it. Thank I just you. really wanted to have you on today mm -hmm. to talk about these potential models for our future. I think it's mm -hmm. going to raise a generation of kids who are going to be really productive mm -hmm. and wonderful members of our society. Yes. And I just love that bright future that this projects. Right. So thank you so much for being <laughs> on today. I really enjoyed talking to you and yeah. getting to know more about it. We will put some links to what a Subway school is, maybe how you could get involved. If you well, want to get right involved. now, yeah. So we haven't created a Facebook page, but it's definitely in, in you know, um, something that we uh, we will do eventually. But right now, people can find us through the Facebook group. The group. So starting mm -hmm. a Sudbury School 
Uh, well, we'll put a link in the show easy. notes. Yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes, mm-hmm. and you know any other links you think would be helpful about Sudbury education. Oh yeah, that'd yeah. be wonderful. Yeah, we're still working on the website. So perfect. You know, contents and all that. Yeah, where you know we'll answer questions, and there will be links to lots of good um, yeah media's. You know. Well, if anybody wants more information, they can join the Facebook page, and then I'm sure you'll announce when the... Oh, yes, the Facebook group. Yeah. And so then when the website launches, you'll update it there. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully This is exciting to be in the ground floor Uh of something this... uh, taking baby steps. (laughs) It is. Oh, I think it's wonderful. Well, again, thank you so much for being on today. And good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.